0: Well hey there everybody, this is Corey Baker and you are listening to the Chasing Better podcast episode number 10 and we are so excited to, man it is getting ready to be Christmas like really really quick. Love Christmas. Uh, The other day I was working out and I said man no shame but my, my workout playlist was Christmas music. Like I was bench pressing to the little drummer boy. Uh, And you can judge me all you want to, but I just, I love this time of year. I love getting into the spirit of things and we're just uh, excited for this next season. Lots to look forward to as the holiday season gets upon us in 2020 and a new decade is right around the corner. Uh, For those that may not uh, be familiar, this is the Chasing Better podcast. My name is Corey Baker and uh, I'm an author. I'm a coach. I'm a speaker. I'm just someone that really likes to add value whenever I can and uh, today I've got a very special good friend, mentor, business partner, someone that has impacted uh, Maya and Julie's life a tremendous amount, and uh, someone who's also wrote a book and has a podcast, and we'll get into that uh, a little bit later on. And I will just tell you, if you don't know, already know who he is, you're going to want to check out his stuff uh, after listening to, for the next 30 minutes or so. But uh, Doug, so glad to have you on. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hey, what's going on, Corey? And, you know, you got me at Drummer Boy. If you're bench pressing through Drummer Boy, you're my kind of guy.
0: I love that That's my favorite song. I, it gets me every time, man. I'm not, a, I'm not like a gets me in the feels guy, but that song just gets me every time. Hey, I'm going to try to
1: start working out to maybe Noel. Well, and we'll see how that <laughs> The first Noel. Good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you. I'll let you know how it goes. Man, it's an honor to be here, Corey. Uh, this is probably long overdue, getting this set up. But, man, I am uh, – I'm a transformed guy and I'm a guy that's still in process. You know, I love the title of your book chasing better because your book describes my life. Once I woke up and most people are not conscious to what's going on uh, in and around them or to them. Uh, Life is happening more to them versus them happening to life. And 10 years ago, T and I woke up and we meaning we consciously woke up and we, we said, you know what, we want to do something. We want to create something. We want to start living our life. And at the time I lived in Portland, Oregon, I, uh, I owned uh, retail furniture stores. I'm, I, I was a dad, I still am a dad. I got two beautiful young girls. Uh, they're now teenagers and I have a young son, Phoenix. But at that time we were extremely in debt. And I would even say uh, pretty overweight, but I think sometimes being overweight just comes from the stress uh, demands of life. And uh, and I we woke up literally ten years ago, and and I was able to get physically healthy. But what happens is when you get your physical health in order, Corey, as you know, your mental, your spiritual, and your financial health very soon follow. And uh, man, the last ten years been uh, living the life that I want to, but more importantly, helping other people live the life that they desire to live. And that's an honor to be here, man.
0: So uh i can't wait to dive into this today because i got a lot of important stuff to ask and i'm really glad that you're going to be talking most of the time instead of me because i'm a little nasally i got a little sickness going on but you know we fight through um so people that listen to this are going to start thinking i'm like anti-faith i'm not for the record i'm not anti-faith i'm someone that um i i think i've rediscovered a different kind of faith if that makes sense that's a topic for another day actually a week ago uh, I just, I dropped a podcast about faith and I, I had a, a minister on and we talked about faith and doubt and and about how doubt is central to faith and that it's impossible to have faith unless you have doubts. A fascinating podcast. If you're someone that is just now following me and, and you want to listen to more of that um, and you're someone that's been a person of faith or have had questions in the past, I highly encourage you to go listen to my last week's episode because it was pretty enlightening. But you and I are are both people that have a faith background we both went to similar uh colleges we uh, we, we both have similar faith journeys and and i think we, we both have similar um viewpoints to to where we currently are at maybe a little bit different but the reason i say that people are going to think um, i'm anti-faith is because of the topic that i want to get into today it's so anti what we as um people growing up in Christian households were taught. And that's this idea of caring about yourself, loving yourself, being selfish. And I want to talk a little bit today about why being selfish can sometimes be a good thing. So I want you just to expound on this a bit because I think I was listening. I was at a conference that you were speaking at um, a few weeks ago. And there was a line that you said, I don't know if you meant to say it, if it was like scripted or in your notes, it just is something you said that that's always the way it goes, right? If you're a speaker, it's never the stuff that you script. That's the good stuff. It's, it's the stuff that you didn't. I mean, you're famous for being unplugged. It's kind of your hope. Your whole thing is unplugged. So there was something you said that that caught my eye and of all the things I heard that weekend, there was one thing that really stuck with me. And I don't think it was something that was meant to be said, but here's what, here's what happened. You came onto the stage. There's 3,500 people in the room. They announced your name people were standing, applauding. You walk out onto the stage and you said something. And you said something along the lines of, I wish that you would stand and applaud for yourself with the same passion that you're standing and applauding for me. And and there was something about that line that just absolutely gripped me. So can you take us through that a little bit? I want to have a discussion about this. Like, Is that something that you thought previously or was that just something you felt in the moment in that time?
1: Well, it was definitely in that time, because you know it's such an honor to get such a warm welcome, like I did that day on stage at the Transformational Business Summit, and I saw people sitting in the front row, and what what really sparked that, Corey, was I saw people that I knew in the first couple of rows standing there cheering for me. You know, I've I've never taken the approach of fans or followers. I don't, in fact, I don't even like followers. Uh, I, I want people to. To lead. I want to empower leaders, and I saw people just cheering for me, like, and they were genuinely excited, Corey. But I've also had some private conversations with these people, and they they were more excited that day to hear me speak than they are excited about their own life and creating it, and that, or should I say, doing the work. And that was the first thing that woke up in me ten years ago, man. Was that I have not been taking care of myself. I've been making other people a priority. I've been making my church a priority. I've been making my, my friends, my small group, my everybody else around me. And sometimes who's getting the leftovers? Myself, my wife, who's getting crapped on the most? Sometimes my kids, yes, we love our kids, but sometimes they unfortunately have to deal with somebody else shatting sh- on us yeah. from, from that day or that week. And I believe that each person at some point must become selfish and start taking care of themselves and start making themselves their goals, their actions, doing things and making them a priority so that they can actually be a better service to others because for the longest time it's like we're supposed to die to ourselves. Right. What does that even mean? I don't want to die to myself. I, yes, I, I understand the power that Christ is within me, but he needs me whole. He needs me complete. So I can do the work on earth that I feel like he's called me to be and to do Corey. And so I just want to see people start winning and clapping and cheering for themselves.
0: So it's such a fascinating thing, right? And again, this is, this is back to the whole aspect of, I think people are going to think I'm, I'm anti-faith. But, um, you know, even there's, there's a, I think we have, and I, the reason I say we, and I talked about this last week, so it's kind of a continuation. I fully understand that not all of society uh, is people of faith. But in the United States of America, the vast majority of people adhere to some semblance of Judeo-Christian values, uh, the vast majority, right? I mean, there's probably 60%, 70%. I mean, there's a growing number that uh, would, would claim no faith background. But the vast majority of our country still would say, if you were to pin them down and, and hold a gun to their head and say, do you have faith, most would say yes, right? right. And the faith that we have been given is one that is very much um favoring and giving preference to a scarcity mindset mm-hmm. meaning uh it's almost you know we don't say this but it's almost like god wants you miserable mm-hmm. um it's almost like you're someone that and and i'm wondering if that isn't because like i heard someone say once that we are sometimes the most critical and skeptical of that which we most want but don't currently have right and, and i'm wondering if there's just this element of pushing back on those that seem to have abundance because it's like we feel that our lack mindset is actually spiritual and that it's the right way to think.
1: Yeah, and and that was the first one of the many things I had to get free of. And, you know, for those of you that don't know, I wrote a book uh, almost a year ago now, but it was released at the end of April called Church Boy to Millionaire. And it's funny, Corey, because I've gotten um, some judgment from that, but I also, I, I wrote the book to, um, and named it Church Boy to Millionaire just to give something for people to judge. Because I knew if people could get back the title, and get past the title and actually read it, they would realize the book is not about money. It's about a mindset. It's about a health around money and sometimes the things that we've avoided you know think about the three things we were raised to not talk about um much in public Corey, don't talk about sex don't talk about you know religion kind of um or and don't talk about politics right well what are the three areas that and 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 money
0: money
1: yeah and money so so What are the areas that, that I think most Americans are most jacked up in (laughs) those three to four areas are because they were not talked about. And I realized I had such a poverty mindset about forget myself. And it's all about others that literally I, I looked through the lens of I'm not worth it. And then the whole right now is big. the I'm not worthy movement. Uh And it's like, no, you are worthy. We are God's highest form of creation. Like we human beings and human doings walk in this earth are the highest form of creation. So I believe God actually can use me more if I am whole and healthy than he can if I am broke and miserable and complaining and pessimistic towards my friends and what they're doing and what they're posting on Facebook.
0: Right. And you know, it's interesting because, you know, when you reference the Bible, there's a, there's a verse that talks about the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would do unto yourself, like love others the way that you love yourself, which if you really think about it, uh, most people like, I'll give you an example. Like, uh, today, actually today, uh, as we're recording this, I got a, I got a, I sent, there was a person on Facebook I sent a friend request to. Um, he's a little overweight, you know, uh, I could tell by his, his picture, but that's not why I sent him a request. It's just, it's, that's something that is, I mean, I, I get I get notifications from Facebook all the time saying, "Hey, you might know this person." We had lots of people that were uh, that were um, acquaintances, and he this this person accepted my request, sent me it, and I could tell because I looked at his profile. He's, this guy's in ministry. He accepted my request, sent me a private message saying, "Stop friending people that look overweight." because you're trying to sell them a program, it's not nice. And then blocked me, so I couldn't respond. Now, what's fascinating about that is that guy, I don't know who that guy is, but he must just absolutely be miserable on the inside. And I used to be someone that was just, you know, really upset by that kind of stuff, but now I've kind of gotten to a point where I really honestly, I I hurt for that guy. And I, I've just, I've, I've learned that, you know, when you talk about this aspect of do unto others as you do unto yourself, most of us, that's not a good thing for others because we just, you know, you, you kind of dance around the word. I'll say it. We shit on ourselves, man. We, 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 we just absolutely punish ourselves. We have so much guilt. We have so much shame and it comes out in the way that we treat others. And maybe part of the reason why we treat other people so crappy because we treat ourselves so crappy
1: yeah it's 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 true and and i can put myself in that guy's shoes 10 years ago because when you're going through that all you can do is you're in self-survival and you're very quick to judge other people and uh it's You know, and I'm thankful for this process, Corey, because you and I have been great friends for the last four years. And really it's becoming, it's becoming open and it's becoming really, it truly is becoming better, but becoming open to more of seeing the world through different lenses that "Mm, maybe everyone's not out to get me. Maybe, you know, it's funny because people are like, well, you know, Corey's probably thinking that, that, you know, I am. And it's just like the, the funny thing, Corey isn't actually thinking of you. He, he recognized you as an old friend and wanted to connect because it's social media and it's just such a slippery slope for people because we were so quick to judge someone else for their intention.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously the only reason that he knew that's because I had a before and after picture as my profile picture. So you're basically, and that's, that's the whole thing. And that's what I want to get to the, get to the point. I can't remember who said this and, um, the only person that I know of that Senate uh, was President Bush, and I guarantee that he's not the one that came up with this. That's not a slam on him. It's just it, everything's you know regurgitated. But he said, we tend to judge ourselves by our best uh, intentions, and we judge others by their actions. So we, we kind of live in this world. So we have this, this world where people are just really, really bad on themselves, and, and we push back because – and here's the fear, right? we don't want people to get a big head. Don't, don't clap for yourself. And don't, don't, don't think too highly of yourself because you don't want to, you don't want to get a big head. Right. And so we're, we're afraid of what could happen. But the problem is, none of us are very good at acting. Right. So if you are just crappy to yourself, you're going to be crappy to other people. So it just stands to reason that if you want to be better towards others, man, it's time to start being good to yourself. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, simple as
0: that, right? Right. I mean, I know it's not. I know it's not. It, it, but it's just, it's crazy because it feels like we've got it, you know, all backwards. And at the end of the day, and I think you've kind of get to the point too. At some point, if you keep crapping on yourself, it's it's gonna run dry, and, and and you are going to get to a place of I can't do this anymore, and that's what leads to exhaustion. So I guess what, what advice would you give to someone who is in that place now and, and, they're, and they're struggling, even with that mindset, and they almost, they almost feel bad to feel good? Like you feel wrong for celebrating yourself. You feel wrong. Like what would you tell someone that's in that place of a frame of mind right now?
1: Well, in no particular order, you've got to look around and you've got to say what type of environment or pool, or should I say sometimes cesspool. am I in? Because often, you know, it's, I feel like it's cliche, Corey, because I hear it all the time, but this might be the first time someone listening to this hears this, but you are like the five to 10, or I'll even say 15 to 20 people that you are spending the bulk of your time with. And having conversations with, and playing fantasy football with, and Netflixing with, and doing Super Bowl Sunday with, and right. doing small group with. And I could keep going down the line, but I think you all know what I'm talking about. Those look around. That's who you look like. That's who you eat like. If you were to compare bank accounts or debt loads, very, very similar. It is true. And so, If you are completely satisfied, and I think satisfied is a dangerous word too, Corey, because who -hmm. wants to be satisfied? But you know what? When you're going through just life at status quo and you haven't really woke up that, you know what? There can be more. There is more out there. It's going to take work that, okay, I can achieve this. I can go do something great, but it, I call it, it's going to take getting weird. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to look around and go, you know what? These are my friends but are, 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 my friends thriving? Are they happy or are they kind of miserable? Are the jokes even around sometimes the, 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 the dinner table, the friends table, the Christmas party after church in the hallway, are are they uplifting or do they have a little bit of a cutting edge to them? And Corey, my friends had a cutting edge to them, but it was, it was, it was put together in a pretty, pretty box and a pretty bow because we all went to church together. And these are good people. But I recognized that I was going to start loving myself. But what I really wanted to do was love my family. And I was not showing love in a healthy and pure way because dad was broke. Dad was miserable. Dad was dealing with some stuff in his head and in private that were crushing dad, therefore I couldn't show up. So I would show up more pessimistic. Therefore, I would think it was wrong to make anything about me. And I had to make a fundamental decision that if I want more, I've got to get to a healthy place with money. And for me, it happened in 2007 at a conference. I'll never forget it. I seriously know for a fact, the debt and the money, some people call it curse, call it what you want, that was over our family that had ran run generation after generation. See, my family always had money problems. The moment we'd get into money, it it, 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 it would all go away. That's not called, well, that's just the way life is. No, there's something that has happened and taking place in the Wood family years after years. And that I was going to be the one that broke the money cycle and the poverty mindset over my family. And, and, and T and I made some hard decisions, but we had to fundamentally get weird for a season and do things that average and broke people weren't doing to step out and do it continuously to start to have breakthroughs. So you, the biggest thing is you have to want it. You have to recognize it and change your peer group and the people you're spending the most time with and start then tapping into the tools. We can get into the tools too.
0: Yeah. You know, you mentioned, um, you mentioned a conference and actually there was a conference that you and I went to that I think both of us would point to as, as big catalyst moments in our life. And, and, uh, that was a, at a Grant Cardone event in, in Las Vegas. And there was this guy speaking there that impacted me a lot. And I know he did to you as well as uh, Ed Milette. which actually that conference right there was what sparked me to write, write my book, just learning actually that, not in just that conference, that session. Um, and one of the things that he said was, he was talking about this analogy of all of us are the stars of our own movie and that um, you're the star and that in every movie there's extras. And he said, some of you are living your life and you're way too concerned about what cab driver number three thinks about you. Right. And I was like, dude, like this guy that sent me the Facebook message, "That that dude's cab driver number three. He's not even cab driver number three. He's like, he's like a person that walks past that doesn't even have it. Like you see the back of his head in the movie. But it's, it's crazy how, how much headspace we, we give those, uh, those people. So how, what advice would you give to someone to say, hey, you know what, um, it's, it's time to be the star of your own movie and, and to rise up. And, and it's, you know what's crazy? Some of us, it's, we, we, think it's, we think it's spiritual to play a supporting role in our own movie. Like we let other people star in a movie about us how crazy is that? That there's a movie called Corey Baker, the Corey Baker story, and I'm like a side actor in the movie. It's my story, but yet there's so many of us that try to let other people play the key role in the story that's about us.
1: Yeah, I talked about that in *Trick Boy to Millionaire*. I think it's chapter seven or eight. Why comfortable people stay broke? And you know, Corey, going back to that conference, because you know what. Hopefully, you guys know this by listening to the Chasing Better podcast, but Corey is a man of action. He doesn't talk about things. He does things. I think, obviously, that's why you listen to the show, because, Corey, you, there's nobody that I know more that makes a decision and executes, and you woke up to that, and you, when you write in your book, Turn Around, and I watched how fast you turn around and got it out, actually prompted me, because you did... Uh, I, I made the appointment to write church Boy to millionaire with my uh, editor two weeks after the release of chasing better because you did it so fast because you're a man of action. Yeah. But during that time, I literally had to go and, and confront some things in my own life. And it was that it was that I am done taking a backseat to my own life and if my own life has not is not fulfilling to me or to other people and, and going, you know what, I'm not going to die anytime soon unless, heaven forbid, God takes me off this earth by a random accident, but I've got 40, 50, 60 good years left in me. I've got to wake up to other ways of pursuing my best self. And for me, I knew, for me, becoming a health coach was like, the best thing I could have ever done because I, yes, I lost 65 pounds, Corey, but I knew I needed the accountability that came with coaching. Now I and then here, here's where the naysayers are like, oh, you're a health coach for money. Okay. Let's, let's, let's actually break that down. Actually, no, I, I didn't become a coach for money. I came for accountability and I found out later that the money is freaking amazing. Right. right? But Corey, let's say I did become a coach for money. What is wrong with that? we've been told don't chase money. Why not, Doug? Because not chasing money has not been working out for me every single Sunday or once or twice a year when my pastor gets up and he's trying to make an investment into the city and he's asking for givers. Guess who can't even pay their tithe is Doug and Tia. Forget being a kingdom builder because I've been so closed off to side businesses, side hustles, or what some people call the, the network marketing movement, which that's a whole nother podcast. I had to be open. I remember telling Tia, she came home years ago, Corey, uh, with a specialty drink. And, uh, and it was like, you know, one of those great power drinks or whatever. And I'm like, hey, so-and-so gave us this. And I'm like, awesome. And she goes, she goes, hey, you know, if we, we drink this and, you know, other people buy some, we could make some money. Mike, Tia, if that product is so good, it would be sold down at Safeway. Right. And I can't, I mean, first of all, what an asshole thing to say yeah. because I had not a clue what I was talking about. Now, that was long before, you know, getting healthy and becoming a coach, but I was so closed minded to if it was so good, it, it better be for sale at Safeway. And I was just so, um, is it naive? Is it so pessimistic? I just, I was so closed off. When I begin to open up and realize God does want me financially healthy. He does want me healthy. I am a better man when I'm not constantly dealing with the stress load over our family because of finances. I'm going to start making Doug and the Wood family a priority. And the first thing Tia did was she actually resigned from teaching Bible study at our church. So she could actually help herself. So she could then come back and actually serve more time at the church right. if she chose to. And so it literally is putting the oxygen mask on yourself before or so you can continue helping the person next to you in a healthy way, not in an unhealthy way. And that's actually how people get hurt.
0: Yeah. And, and I want to, di- I want to finish with this, but back to the, back to Ed Milet again. But one of the things that he, cause I think, you know, what you and I are both high achievers and, Sometimes I think just like a person can get lost uh, in the weeds, in the lack mindset, and in the um, hating on yourself mindset, I think there's some people that can get lost in trying to achieve more, thinking that the answer to life's biggest problems is more money, more influence, more books sold, whatever. And that's not always it either. Um, And and Ed Milet talks about this idea of living in a state of being blissfully discontent. Mm. Of no matter where I'm at, whether I'm making, because I think there's some people out there that truly you living your best self is selling everything and moving to India and living with orphans. Like there's some people out there that that is truly what makes you happy. That is what makes you feel alive. That is when you feel like you are doing what you're supposed to do. For me, I feel alive helping other people become their best self. I was not being my best self when I was pastoring a church. I know that's shocking to hear, but I was not. So what have you learned about yourself in this whole, because you've accomplished a lot. You just passed Church Body Millionaire, just just went over 10,000 copies. You're helping a lot of people. You've got a large business. And yet you've still found some time to take some time away. And so how have you learned how to live in this tension that's never going away? Like you will live in this tension your whole life of being blissful in this season, but never discontent. How have you allowed that to happen in your life?
1: Thank you for that question, Corey. Um, You're just so, I just love how the spirit leads you because it's actually what I'm in the middle of right now. And, you know, it was a few, it was not until a few years ago that I actually made peace with leaving my identity behind because a lot of people, you know, would be like, oh, how's your business? And T and I would always say, well, we're actually, we, we always had a dream of being in the full-time ministry. See, I'm unlike you, Corey. I came out of, um, you know, ministry school and went right into the workforce. Right, And I wanted to be in, the, in what I thought was the full-time ministry. But, Which means yeah, getting but, paid by a church, by the way. But yeah, yeah. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and but I was found while, while you guys were going off to become pastors. I was going home to work in a furniture store, thinking like, well, I guess I'm just going to be the volunteer guy, and uh, you know, I'll I'll go to work and 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 a lot. Of, and I T and I would always say we actually feel like we're in the full time ministry now, like being coaches, empowering others. Like I'm doing more ministry than than I ever did in the full-time ministry. And I was only in the full-time ministry for two years in college. I'm like, I'm spending more time in the trenches actually with people at the heart of people, sometimes praying with people. And Corey, the, I lost the identity of like, I am a a pastor. If I need an identity, I am called to people. How, how, Which hat I wear doesn't matter, especially in 2019 and 20. You can reach a whole lot more people by leaving the four walls and going to the people versus asking them to come to you. You know, years ago, you and I used to go do outreaches, and it was a way to reach the community to get them inside your church. Not that that was bad. It was just a way we did it. Now, you actually go to the people, and it's amazing so much ministry. And where two or more are gathered are being gathered up on Zooms and and in persons in the coffee shops. And it's so pure. So I actually was able to lose the identity of what I did and actually got focused on what I do and what I'm called to do. And I'll let the world figure out name tags, parking spaces, and identities or ranks or or titles. Well, I'll just go love the people and actually – be the dad that I'm called to be. But Corey recently, you know, after I wrote church boy, a millionaire, I thought I was going to go out and just for me go and do a lot of different things. In addition to coaching. Yeah. This summer was a walkabout for me to actually go out and walk. oh, Oh, in addition to what I was already doing and realizing that my home is being called to helping people especially through our business. And um, it's just beautiful because you never can, I mean, the moment you say, okay, this is it, I've got it set, this is how it's always going to be, get ready for that to be jacked up. Because when we're yeah. living in the constant pursuit of your best self, you're going to take little, little detours and, and little side roads and you should. And it, it's a scary place to be when life starts getting easy or normal or comfortable again. Because you can, I can tell you right now, bro, there is a road. Not, I'm not saying a block, but there is a bump coming. And either we're going to bump up against it, or we're going to bump over it, or we're going to have to go around it. Uh, but this thing called life and being in pursuit of what matters most to you is real. And
0: uh, it's, it's,
1: uh, it's pretty cool, though, too.
0: I love that. You know, um, such, a, such an interesting day. It's almost like you had your own uh prodigal son moment not in a bad thing it's not like you were chasing crack cocaine this summer maybe you were and if you did <laughs> then congratulations but uh you know it's like you, you had to go see what it was like you know i mean in, in the, the the world of, of speaker the world of 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 someone that has 30,000 instagram followers whatever like you, you there's some of us and, and there's part of me that that feels like that as well but that you kind of came home uh and that that words meant a lot to both of us recently uh, the idea of what home means. You know, as you were talking, I, I had this thought. I was like, man, maybe maybe we should do another podcast about this topic at some point. But, uh, um, again, this is back to, to me supposedly hating on the church again. But uh, I think you and I have just helped so many people come out of this mindset. I think it would be good at some point. I don't know, maybe you guys can give me some feedback, the listeners. But, man, I think it would be great. You know, in the Bible, the, the Apostle Paul talks about how he never took donations because he didn't want to be a burden on the churches and how he made tents so that he didn't have to accept offerings today. I think we've made it spiritual to become a burden on the church. And, uh, you know, we've, we've made it spiritual to only get our income from donations when the people in the Bible did it the exact opposite. Mm. That might be a good topic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so stay tuned maybe we'll talk about that soon but uh doug tell everybody how to find you and uh and uh, tell us what you do obviously you're a coach and you help people but uh you, you got some cool stuff that you do uh not only um you, you got some gear you, you got you know you and your wife when uh with with your um with your clothing line and you've got a school and you've got a book so just tell people how to find you and some of the things that you do um uh, in case people want to partner with you
1: yeah for sure Well, the first thing I'm going to say is I I do believe the purest, most healthiest opportunity for people to truly better their life is by becoming a coach. And Corey, there's nobody better than you. You lead thousands of people in that every day. So if you're on the fence and you stumbled upon this podcast, um, man, Corey's an amazing coach and uh, what an amazing partner that you guide people through to really take control of their finances and their life and their health yeah so thank you for that, Corey. But you know the you know I'm on Instagram and Facebook under the real Doug Wood. I have a podcast, the real Doug Wood. corey has been a guest. I think twice now we were on NASA Momentum tour this summer together, so you can you can find me there. Uh, but you know to Corey, what we're probably most passionate about is obviously helping people win, but as this next generation and T and I two years well, actually three years ago, we had a dream to uh, that well we, we realized there was a missing link. In our kids' life, and we were tired of sending our kids off to school, uh, a to be bullied, um, or to be programmed uh, for a world that is not uh, no longer relevant for what the school system is teaching today. I understand there are some great schools out there, uh, but also there's a lot of. I had the, I had my girls, Corey, in the best Christian school here in Scottsdale, and I felt like I was more spending more time unlearning them. Than they were being taught, and I'm like, there, there's got to be a need, and so we co-founded with our partner, uh, Angie Taylor Valor Global Online, and that's ValorGlobalOnline.org, and uh, we founded an online school uh, that's been going now for two years. It's still in its early stages, but it's three through twelve, fully accredited, and uh, and and it's amazing. Our girls are thriving. Last year we started with our our first year with 17 students, Corey. And this year, um, we're already over 70 students, and uh, there's already a big waitlist uh, going into next year because we're going to max out at about 200 next year. And there's already a waitlist for interviews and explores. Uh, there are some opportunities there if you're if you're interested in that. But we we do virtual school all over, actually all over the world. We have students coming in from South Korea uh, and uh, one other country. I think it's I think it's the Philippines. Um, but I'm not involved as much in the day to day. I'm just a co-founder with Angie, but we're really passionate about that. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, Corey, the, the you know, I'm all over, I'm always adding value to Instagram and, and Facebook. And so love to connect with all, all the friends. And of course, Church Boy to Millionaire is on Amazon and, uh, Audible.
0: Awesome. Well, Doug, thank you so much for spending some time with us, adding value. And, uh, we will definitely have you back on here in the new future. too. Thank you. Well, hey guys, this has been uh, episode 10 of the Chasing Better podcast. If this is something that added value to you, go ahead and give it a share. Love to have this uh, land on the ears of people that could use it, especially those that are just really trying to come alive to their purpose and potential. Uh, This is all about, uh, this Chasing Better podcast always is about helping people become the absolute rock solid best version of themselves. And so glad that we were able to add some value to you today. Go make your life better today, everybody. See you next time.